Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around. Out of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with boot factories. As gritty, grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy hotspots. One's had five bounces, nearly get another one. He's the smartest guy on the team. He's going to have too many to pick from. You've got to go back to Billy Graham at the MCG for an American to dominate like this. The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. I still can't believe it. I can. Oh. A weekend order by the club of 288,000 cans to be consumed. More comfortable in myself. It's as close as you'll get to greatness, you peanut. Shut up. All right, let's kick it off with, uh, let's go with your hard yes for this week. Kruger, I just had no idea in that, I think it was in the first quarter, mm. how, how does everybody know to start the Kruger chant? Like, where does that come from? The guy literally is not, he's, I think he's played like one game for Geelong. It's his first ever game in the black and white. And just as if by osmosis, the mm. entire crowd erupts into this instant cult status mm, kind of thing. Mm, mm. And they're chanting Kruger. They're doing the crew. And I turned to you and I said, how do people, is there like a, a, an online forum where, where people decide that, you know, this mm. guy's going to be a cult hero, we're going to go with this, the crew chant? I mean, I thought it was an incredible kind of synchronicity of um, mm. barracking. And um, I don't know how it happened, but it's a hard yes because, geez, he was embraced. I know that he went down late with injury, but he was embraced. And I'm wondering, why have people chosen Kruger as, as a cult kind of hero, do you think? I think I think there's a couple of reasons for this. So let's let's start with the chant. So my in my my take is that you know when the cheer squad's making the banner, mm. I'd love to think that there's some kind of like spitballing session, you know, ahead of that week's game about either you know offensive, um, you know, quips to yell over the fence at certain opposition players, or in this instance with the debut of a tall forward, and I'll get to that in one second of some type of, you know, harmonizing. I imagine the, the cheer squad around a bin, you know, like you see in the movies, <laughs> underneath an overpass, just, you know, doing the barbershop kind of quartet. Barbershop, working yep. on there, Working on those chants. But mm. we've, we've never, we've just been so starved of a forward. Mm -hmm. I think we were talking about this at the game as well. And, and we sent out a tweet along these lines of it's just, it's taken us like six or seven experiments of different players. Yeah. Who, Q, who Q, was it? Q, Q, Q stick with his busted Q finger. Stick, yeah, bent finger. Jesse, Jesse White Ooh, from Sydney. Jesse White. Um, graphic designer, Jesse White. Uh, we've flirted with Cameron. We've flirted with Cox. Yeah. We've thrown Ruckman down there. We've, we've thrown a Backman down there in Mayacek. Aaron with James. Surprisingly um, pretty effective results. Mm -hmm. But we've, just feels like we've gone out there and recruited a, he's not super tall, but just a big bodied, you know, hard at it forward he's target. Got, he's got tall vibes, doesn't he? He's the kind of guy, if he was, if he was six, Collingwood six footer, he'd still seem tall. And I think mm. there's something in his swagger. And I think th I trace it back to that Morewell game where I think the first thing he did was like, mm. Come out knock of the square out. and like knock himself out, <laughs> miss, miss and just absolutely game. crashed his head against mm, someone. Mm. And I think that there was just a little indication that he might be this kind of brave, um, heart on sleeve type pie for years to come. And well, didn't they embrace him? So that was a, mm. that was a big hard yes. And uh, let's him, hope he recovers quickly. I love him, and he's out for a month, so 
you know, we dare to dream. Okay, my hard yes this week is I feel like Craig McRae is the dad that tells you to turn down the music. So you know when you're it's like, harsh. you know when you, you know when you're uh, you're playing your your Radiohead or the latest SoundCloud mm. rapper, okay, and yeah. and there's a there's a knock on the door and and it's your dad and he's like, turn it down, it's mm. too loud. Craig McRae, and this is the this is the first time I think it's ever happened. My hard yes is, Craig McRae has turned down the volume of the Collingwood Football Club. Now oh, think I about see. it, think about it. Mm. He's a, he's a soft spoken man. We love he, we love his dad energy. We love his dad vibes, mm-hmm. and we've long lent in at Pie Hard into the hysteria of the Collingwood Football Club, and it's always been loud. It's always been bombastic. Mm. It's been big. It's been overt. It's been powerful. But uh, for me, it feels like McRae has got his hand on the knob, and he's just he's like a knob fiddler. He's just turning it down from about eleven. To about a four. And I think what's happening is I kind of get this sense in the media mm. that, you know, that that hysteria has just, hasn't gone away. It will never go away. We don't want it to go away. But it has just sort of just gone down a bit mm. because we should be going absolutely apeshit. The team's, you know, two and oh, we're playing great football again. It's great to watch. We're seeing the emergence of some great young players. Um, there's lots to love. There's lots to like. There's lots to get excited about. So you're saying that dad energy plus knob fiddler is recipe for success. I keep going. Just keep that knob down. Um, it reminds me it of a teacher I had in in. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. High school where mm. he'd walk into the room and everyone's carrying on like a pack of hyenas. Yeah, yeah. And he'd just shops. talk. Very quietly, he'd begin mm. begin the lesson, yeah, just very quietly, like almost under his yeah. breath, and everyone would organically come to a hush and almost lean in mm. for the next forty minutes or whatever to hear the bloke. It's a bit of McRae. It's like kind of the teacher dad energy. You very rarely see a hostage negotiator come in and just start yelling no, hysterically yes. at the at the perpetrator. It's always a it's a mega megaphone, but mm. it's always a very a reassuring, calm. Um, sort of uh, placid level line of communication. And I think it's sort of, we're, we're sort of, it's the Kool-Aid. We're drinking the Kool-Aid. We're like, mm. it's a bit hypnotic. It's like everything is just like, you know, it feels like there's a plan and it's considered yeah. and it's thought out and the communication levels are just sort of like, just that volume is just down a little bit. And, and look, he, I, I love like it. this one, Damien. I think you're right. I fucking love it. He's just bringing the volume down of the Collingwood Football Club. It's not, not easy to do. No, no. And no one's ever done it before. So, Craig McRae, hard yes, turning the knob down. Hard no, Alex. Give it to me. All right. So, the club media department have, have initiated some some good things. I think that they've turned a corner, in fact, and some of the content mm. – Particularly, uh, I think giving giving the modern day pie supporter, especially younger supporters, what they want, which is intimacy, insight, access, and we've seen it with Ginevan with the GoPro, which has now become a weekly thing. But my hard no this week. Sometimes when you're changing the dynamic of your offering, you have a misstep, and the misstep mm-hmm. was this mic'd up at training template they're going with, and they gave the mic to the Swede. Tom Wilson. Oh. Did you see this? No, didn't see the Swede. I actually like watched this today and I legitimately like I, I felt quite embarrassed. Tom Wilson's out there. He's a fringe player, right? Mm. So in 
in the olden days, like not only would you not get a, a microphone, mm. you, you know, you'd barely even be invited for the team photo, let alone mm. be mm. like championed through the media department. Mm. He's stepping out in the field and he's so incredibly lackadaisical during the training session. At one stage, he's li- literally, someone's kicked the ball to him and he fends it off with his palm because he's adjusting his ponytail. <laughs> And the guy's like, he's just cracking gags. He's trying to get a laugh out of Pendles who wouldn't have any of it. You know, Pendles has got a bit bit of that old school approach, Mm. uh, i.e. like focus on training. Mm. And I I feel almost sorry for Tom Wilson because he's been given the mic and he feels like any young player would that he has to be, he has to come to the party, be a comedian or something. But it's embarrassing because like it it looks like the standard of like a really low-level clubby's country footy outfit. Like Mm. the ball's just on the ground. They're not really focusing yeah maybe it's just a warm-up i don't know but it's very underwhelming and my hard note for the week is yeah the swede um the mic'd up segment it really is not going to get um it's not going to get collingwood supporters on side especially with a fringe player like that well here's a question for you then alex who would you like to see mic'd up next who who would who would um serve the microphone in your in your humble opinion that's a good question like personally i'm not like of the tiktok generation where i, I need insight into like you know, the attempts at humor from some of these young blokes. Like, I'm all for it, but it's not my my level of interest. So I'd actually probably go for a coach. I'd like to see maybe the Pygmy Dwarf, Bolton mm. or Lepich. I'm into the I'm interested in the way they're teaching, the way they're articulating the game, um, especially the way they're framing things for the younger players. So just to listen to the coaches and the way they communicate, I would take more out of that than mm. trying to listen mm. to, like, some half-baked gags that are falling flat, you know. Yeah. Graham Wright would be interesting, wouldn't he? What would you get with Graham Wright mic'd up? Just a few grunts. Drinking. The rustle of a paper bag. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Damo? What's your hard no? My hard no for this week is none other than my fellow Pie Hard co-host, Alex Watkins. Get out. Now, I want you to tell me who you ran into on the way into the MCG on Saturday. (laughs) I want to know... What your exchange was with Jared Wade. Not Jared Wade. Jared Wade. Jared Wade, Collingwood's newest high-performance manager. Well, look, Damon, I don't know about you, but I'm not shy when it comes to approaching Collingwood people. No. Because as a 20-something year member, there's a sense that, you know, I should be able to talk and extricate information Mm. and interrogate, if I want to, uh, certain individuals, particularly when they're new to the club, I think they're a bit green. And old mate, I think he came from rugby. The new mm. high-performance guy, Jared, I think he came from rugby. So he's probably not really attuned to the level or of... Or Faye. Or Faye with like how he might get you put in a headlock in the street. But that's exactly what I did. I was approaching the MCG early. I went up and I was crossing that... Um, I went to approach the stairs to cross the rail line from... The, the Aero Lex- Bridge. The Lexus Centre, the one that goes across from like Gosh's Paddock. And mm. it's just me and there's this other guy on these huge wide stairs and I immediately recognised the beard, the barista beard. I'm like, this is – so I went and walked right next to him and he kind of looks sideways, uh, awkwardly sideways at me. Um, why is this guy walking like sidling right up next to me when we've got this huge wide staircase going? And I was mm. like, hey, mate, you're, you're the new high-performance manager, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he was quite deferential. He kind of nodded his head like he didn't really look at me. He's like, mm, why mm. is this guy asking me a question? Mm. Who is this guy? Yeah. So no injuries yet. 
good work. And he's like, oh, yeah, just been lucky so far. And I was like, it's about time we had a bit of luck. And he looked at me as if he <laughs> didn't know if I was going to kind of swing a punch or something. But then I was like, mm. but I'm sure you've got the skills to back it up. And then he just wasn't willing to talk to me. So I strode mm. off and left him in my wake. Um, didn't mean to intimidate you, Jared, if you're listening. I was merely um, intrigued to meet a new member of the uh, football club. And I must say, I did say welcome to Collingwood. So there's the softening side of it. Mm. But you may have actually put the mozzie on him with that because we've lost Kruger and we've <laughs> lost McCreary. Oh, this is God why it's no- a hard no. This, this is going out. This is being recorded on a Wednesday night. God knows what's happened on the training track today. But I think he'll remember that. He'll remember that for... And you're a very affable guy and um no ill intent but i just would have thought that would that that sequence of um you know that that conversation you had may have just uh, <laughs> may have just hit him between the eyes i'm just not sure he'd been recognized in the street mm. I, i'm just going out on a limb i think he might be from up north and I, I don't know whether he's been recognized in the streets of melbourne before really so for him to be recognized i mean he was wearing his collingwood kit he's walking to the game yeah, so it's can, like- can i can i just say though if you if you're rattled by a fan coming up before a game, he wasn't um, rattled. I'd say he was shy, but that might ta- have been the intimidation factor of my 1980s Collingwood yeah. Social Club tie. Mm, mm, mm. Was he taken aback? Initially, he was weirded out, mm. and then he was intimidated, and then he was deferential. But mm. look, I've seen his um, videos on the club web- website, and he seems like an articulate, skillful practitioner of his trade. So as long as um, we don't all lose a leg this season, mm. like every other year for the last decade or so, then I'm happy with you, Jared. Well, the golden run of injury luck has ended um, about two hours after you had that conversation. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what he can do. We'll see if he can now work his magic, rub his palms together and get that uh, that New South Wales Rugby League magic uh, working on the players. Welcome to Collingwood, Jared, if you're listening. Can't remember. What was it? Pies wide shut. No. Blasphemy. Blasphemy, that's it. So this week's blasphemy. We haven't done blasphemy for a while, so I'm not surprised it slipped your mind. Mm. This is where we put forward opinions that may or may not be blasphemous. Of course, uh, sponsored by um, Wolf Glass, our favourite producer of thick, viscous, rich, red currant juice from Mm. South Australia, which I'm enjoying right now. Oh, boy. Wednesday. Um, Really hits. (laughs) (laughs) Blasphemy for this week A strong Carlton is good for the game There you go, I said it It's been on my mind Like I happen to have watched Both Carlton games so far Because, you know, they've been on Broadway They've been on that that, that midweek time slot Where you pretend it's a Friday But it's actually a Thursday And it kind of feels cheeky and good to crack a beer And Mm. I've been, I've got to say And this is also blasphemous I've enjoyed those games immensely and seeing the blue baggers, who obviously we uh, detest on so many levels, seeing mm. them start the, the year well and legitimately well, I must say, because I think that um, I'd like to see them just crumple into a heap, but I think that they've probably got a better structure and better personnel than that. I've got to say, I do think that it's good for the game insofar as the Collingwood Carlton game this year could be legitimately big. And you know how it's always like mm. a pretend big game? Like, I know that we often play on a Saturday afternoon 
or a Sunday afternoon, even going back to the years when, you know, Fev would kick a, a bag against us. Hmm. There was always entertainment, but they didn't necessarily seem like there was much writing on it. Like Carlton was always solid weller. This could be the first year or the first era we're moving into where both teams are good. And I think that seeing Carlton and see the enthusiasm of their fans, the hype in the media, um, and some pretty good football from them. Again, mm. we're in blasphemy. It's a segment, mm. guys, so don't lynch me. Mm. I think that overall it is good for the game. Your take? Mm. Well, I feel like we're going to shed a few listeners because of this controversial blasphemous take. Mm. But uh, I will also say that we do have some Carlton supporters who listen to this pod. So, get out. not going to hold back here. Look, I, I, I get it. Mm. I sort of. It kind of goes against the fabric of, of being, but I get it. More, block, more blockbusters, more cash. You know, I don't know why they don't open the season with Collingwood Carlton. Like, I think just, is, is that just not a no-brainer? Well, that, I mean, like, would you not get 80,000? And I get it. I get it because the teams have been underperforming. Yeah, that's kind of my point is like, I think you earn the right to Broadway. Mm. And I expected myself to want to see them do shit. Mm. But now I understand that in retrospect, that like seeing them do badly and lose to Richmond mm. is just the same shit we've been watching year on year. So it's almost mm, like mm, the mm. point of difference with this mm. Carlton side and them actually hitting their straps is noticeable in the competition. Can we say um, strong but not too strong? Like the oh, but I'm not. I'm not calling for. Look, I'd love them to just fucking fold and miss final. I'm not calling <laughs> for them to win a, a flag. I'm just saying like competitive fans are up and about. There's going to be fireworks when we face them. So more a weak latte type Carlton, yeah, as opposed to know. a full strength. Yeah, and what are we? We're, we're the piccolo or the double espresso, and we're the long black. Can I, 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 I like that. I like that. I don't. I, I kind of get it. I get it from a commercial standpoint. Um, blasphemous. Can I just say though, one thing that they do have going for them, going for the for them and their club, mm. and this is undeniable. Like, I was looking at the AFL app the other day, and you kind of open it up, and you know. I'm doing it now. Open it up. Okay. Next round matches. Go into it. And then if you just scroll down, just scroll down the logos. Mm. Just, I, AFL logos, team logos have just gotten really shit all of a sudden. Yeah. Like if you look at it, like the Bulldogs one is horrible. Just like, the angle, the angle of the Bulldog is so weird and so twisted. They're all character. The Adelaide Crows one is terrible. And it's like that early 2000s, sort of um, graphic treatment style. But yeah. if you go to... Like, Giants is a bit better. But if you go to Carlton's, it's just that... Classic. It's just that classic goddamn thing with white negative space around it. Do it. Open up the app. Jump in there. Look at this round yeah, of matches. Yeah, I'm having Go a look. through I mean, it. I think that... Even, that the Collingwood one, they... even the Collingwood one, blasphemous. Let's go blasphemy. Even yeah. the Collingwood one is twisted because they've just released the training jumper with just that magpie... Yeah. On, on the wooden fence. And it's like, like why the why isn't that? Why isn't that just the lo- Why do you need all the wreaths and shit around it? Yeah, I mean, Carlton logo, they've just stuck with it, haven't they? So Yeah, it works. Good on them. And this is probably the only time we'll hear a whole segment of... Um, of <laughs> We're of- still going. Anything else we like about them? Mm. Boss drinks, full strength Coke. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good look. 10 cube, man. So, I've got another insight here. We have talked about Guinea, Jack Ginevan. One thing I noticed in the last few days is um, 
I feel like Ginevan is fast tracking his career like only a Gen Zer can. I don't know whether you've seen the images of Jack in the last couple of days. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Someone someone shared that with me. Is it is it the haircut? Yeah. So usually, like we get to know a player over the first few seasons, they look kind of childish. Um, they haven't grown into themselves. A bit limmy. Um, they eventually like bed down a spot on the senior side. They start playing good football. We give them a nickname, um, and it kind of goes from there. And somewhere mid career, they have a haircut. And they look completely different, but then they realize they look like shit, so they grow it back. In the latter part of the career, they become a loved Collingwood legend. Now, Jack Ginevan, he's played seven matches. Hmm. I was just getting used to the fact that, like, he's got a nickname, Guinea or Ginny, Guinea, hmm. Hmm. and hmm. the fact that they've given him the GoPro and he's all over the news being canned by Kane Corns, hmm. and the fact that he's got long hair and a headband, which is clearly his signature. He's played seven games. He's already elected to change his haircut. He's like a chameleon. It's very Gen Z. It's very like TikTok Gen to get sick of your appearance regularly and reinvent yourself. And so it's an interesting one. But like Jack Ginevan, you know, I think that he's he's probably going to be around for a long time in Collingwood Colours because I think he's got some talent. And I reckon he's going to have his say culturally in, you know, Bring a bit of Gen Z schutzpah to the group. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Look, I love the new haircut as well. I think it's bold. It's got a lot of Boris Johnson energy. Yeah, it's kind uh, of a forward flopping peroxide yeah. blonde half bowl cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks looks like um, one of those Belgian monks that brews all the beer. But look, I, I love it. And I think it's great. The only thing I'll say about the hair is. He had such a good look in those first two rounds. Yeah, he's just establishing like, his presence, I thought. Mm, right? Mm. And, and you know, uh, th- there is an argument mm. that you, and this is precisely your point, you own an image, you know, for a certain extended period of time. Mm. And then, like Chrysalis, like Metamorphosis, you evolve into that other that other being, mm. and that's normally around the start of a season. It doesn't always have to be. It can be if you're, oh, if you if you've got a little bit of uh, pizzazz in you. It can be on the eve of finals. Oh yeah, that's um, really drawing do you remember, attention. Do you remember uh, Colin Funky Miller on the eve of the um, Boxing Day test coming out with the blue shock hair? pink hair? Was Is it blue or pink? It was blue, was it? So yeah, you choose your moments, but yeah, I do like. And maybe this is a, a generational thing, but we mm. are seeing that evolution happen in real time. And I can't wait to see what he's rocking yes. on Saturday. Where does, because... he go, where does he go from here? Like two very strong mm, looks mm, um, mm. to open his career. But I've got another one here, Damo. Mm. I want you to um, chime in at any stage and uh, tell me what movie this trailer is from. We are in the middle of a war a secret so powerful that if revealed it would devastate the very foundations of mankind professor langdon the chief of police would like your assistance i'm not sure how much help i'm going to be here dear god 
this himself in his own blood? Is it possible? This is a message your grandfather left you. He left us. Might be some kind of anagram. Can you break it? Demons, omens, codes, monks. Da Vinci. Professor Langdon, you're in grave danger. All right, Damo. Did you get it? I'm usually so shit with films. I reckon you've done this as well. You've done this previously. It's probably like episode eight of Pie Hard. I had no idea, but I did get some clues towards the end. This is The Da Vinci Code with Tom Hanks. You got it, it, mate. You got it. Now, are you <laughs> okay. familiar with okay. a character called Robert Langdon? Uh, yeah, he's the protagonist in this He's the film. protagonist, yeah, played mm-hmm. by Hanks. Mm-hmm. Now, Hanks. one of his skills, obviously, and it was mentioned there, the art of um, decoding anagrams. Mm. Couldn't help but notice on the weekend, uh, last weekend, we had um, some some very heavy Enigma code taking place on the club banner. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, I did. I did. So, Not on the day because we were, we were, I think we were drunk by that stage, but um, <laughs> I did see it post-match. I'll read it out. It says, black and white stripes on the G, looking nice, flying around the crows, powerful, quick, precise. And then, of course, um, within that, there's the code, which they've identified there uh, on the banner by shifting the, the, the typeface. It says, Kane, the fun police. Now, this got me thinking. It got me thinking about Robert Langdon and the Da Vinci Code. I just thought I'd do some digging. For how long, I wondered, has the Collingwood Cheer Squad been encrypting their banner messages with codified secret meanings? Uh, gee, did we do one when, didn't they, 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 there was a spelling error in one. Is that, is that right? Is that what you're asking me? They did a, they did a purposeful spelling error where they said, they wrote the human brain is a wonderful thing, but even better is a Collingwood win, but it's all garbled. That was clever. Mm. But I'm talking about full on like code, you know, Robert Langdon style. So I've gone back into history Mm. and I've found, um, I found some interesting interesting ones and it's taken me well let's just say a week of research to really dissect the anagrams but 2018 can you remember the banner that day can you remember anything about the banner banner on 2018 grand final uh well it wasn't around for very long was it no i can't that's right it disintegrated but before it disintegrated it said we're side by side through thick and thin that's why we're here that's why we'll win got my robert langdon goggles on kill satanic sheed now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Legit, man. That's in the fucking banner. Is that so? You've just uncovered something quite extraordinary with this deep dive, I think. So, what was it? Kill Satanic Sheed now? Yeah, and this is before the game started. This is this is insane. This is crazy. <laughs> I would never have guessed. The only banners I remember were the 1990 grand final banner, which said, You can't touch this. <laughs> Did it? Reference to the <laughs> MC Hammer song. And one from the 70s, which was like, Danger, sweeping magpies will cause death. That's so good. I kind of like I kind of like the messaging in that one. But are you telling me, are you telling me, does anybody, anybody listening to this podcast know that that message was in the 2018 banner? That's incredible. I know. I mean, I know this is going to make big news. This is going to make mm. waves. Oh, this we'll is probably see this on this news.com. Netflix documentary, remember. Who would have known if we only had the power to di- to decode the banner and Audrey Tattoo by our side? Emily. Anyway, that's a, that's a little piece of news. So dig into that, that conspiracy that's, that's theorist. Incre- that, that is incredible. Like that is, that is genuinely incredible. Mm. And he ended up he ended up winning the game. And look, I haven't had the oh. time to dissect every banner, but I think in the historical messaging, there's probably a whole host of Nostradamus-style prophecies 
designed by some higher being to communicate with us through the fabric of time and space and, and through the fabric of the crepe paper banner. <laughs> <laughs> so put that in your pipe and smoke it, Collingwood Internet. Okay, you know what we need to do? You know what we need to do? We need to we need to speak to someone in the cheer squad and get to the bottom of this. We need to confirm. Mm-hmm. We also need to find out if there's anything that you, the Robert Langdon of this podcast, has missed because it sounds like if that's the... There's going to be hundreds. There's going to be There's going to be more. Yeah. There's got to be hundreds. You just need the time to to decode it. I mean, it's it's a lot of like knowledge in history, knowledge of the Bible. There's a lot of knowledge of magpie lore. Um, and combined with those Tom Hanks good looks, you can predict the future. Goddamn sorcery. Sorcery going on at the Collingwood Football Club. All right, let's kick it home. We're nearly there. Uh, as always, every week we uh, hit you guys up on our socials for a little bit of that hashtag fan engagement. Mm. Uh, we normally throw out a question and we encourage all of our listeners to uh, mm. hit us back on Twitter. Sometimes we do it on Instagram. Twitter's a bit better for this type of engagement. Don't know if you guys know that. But um, this week's hard asks was a question. What's the weirdest slash funniest encounter you've had with a Collingwood footballer? And we've been blown away. We had We had some really great responses, some really heartwarming responses too but some some hilarious ones as well so we're going to just kick off a couple uh phil friend of the pod phil devlin ran into renee king in a cafe at breakfast near the vic markets at 7 a.m on a saturday morning hard to avoid him really that's true phil as it was well after his career and he was still enormous he was in trading gear with his face a relief map of past successes and anguish heard he has cleaned heard he has cleaned up thankfully Oh, what an uh, image! A, a relief map of past anguish. Great description. Great description from Morgan. Uh, Shane Wakeland looked after a plant. My parents wanted a charity ball at Crown Casino while he sat at the bar, and my parents went into a section. She thinks it was the pokies because uh, they weren't allowed to bring in a plant. <laughs> What a great guy. Like he's not only does he catch public transport to the games, but he's willing to take care of strangers' plants. Extraordinary, isn't it? What, what, what plant would it have been? It wasn't one of those plants, was it? I don't know. Snuck and I live live long in Crown. I mean there's very, very little natural light. Cable Brandon had a good one. Funniest was when Pie Hard Podcast's own Paula Curia rang me in 2008 to see if I was interested in helping the club as they split from Williamstown to enter their own team. Thought he was getting punked at one stage. Uh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We haven't had that. Personal call. Uh, Post Queen's birthday match 2019. This is Schmick 2.0. Uh, a few beers upstairs at RCH. What's RCH? Royal something hotel? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, bumped into slash in brackets drunkenly stalked Swanee and Benny Royds Johnson and had a chin wag. They were very friendly and we had a few laughs talking absolute nonsense. Hard to tell if they were laughing at me or with me. Uh, William Saunders, friend of the pod, he had a great one. Mark Richardson at a box factory and no, it wasn't spices. Love that one. (laughs) This is from Kate. When my daughter approached Nathan Buckley at a VFL game and told him, my mum has some of your hair. (laughs) His response, that's a little weird. So weird. Moral of the story, don't tell your children anything. Do you have a lock of Nathan Buckley's hair, Alex? I wouldn't be surprised if you did. How would you come by that? Charity option? I'm not really sure. Didn't have a lot of hair. He's not one. He wasn't the most hirsute player going around. I mean, 
That's curious. I'd like to know how they got the hair. I'd be wigged out. Yeah, we might have to deal with it. I'd be wigged out, yeah. Um, maybe it was left behind somewhere, not sure. It's a good one from Kristen. Darren Mullane stopped traffic and hailed a taxi for us one night in Sydney. Gentlemen are my nan's absolute favourite. Always the nan's favourite. Oh, yeah. I think the nan's, Darren, was absolute top of the pile for all the nans, all the pies nans out there. Here's another taxi-related one from Lisa. Flew to Sydney to watch the pies and ended up heading to the SCG in the same taxi as Gavin Brown. I nearly died because I loved him more than life and Neil Baum. <laughs> I like Gavin that. Brown and Neil Baum. And Neil Baum. <laughs> That's it. Not much room left in that taxi. <laughs> this, this, is a, this is my favourite. Uh, this is from Blair. Uh, I saw Doug Barwick playing post-AFL at Mitcham in the EFL. That's the Eastern Football. League. Uh, went to get up close to him at quarter time huddle and saw his mag- magpie premiership ankle tat with his socks down. He then proceeded to bush hanky a snot almost directly on me. It was a lot as a 13 year old. <laughs> the badge of honour of having Barwick's, Barwick's bush hanky on your leg. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> And last one, and I think, you know, friend of the show, Chunky, has a, has a similar story about um, Peter Dacos in a towel, sort of stumbling across him post-shower in the, uh, what was it, early 90s. But this is a great one from, from Simon. When I was 10, I think it was in 1983, my dad got me into the pies room post-game. Ruckman, Wes Fellows, was showering. I turned around to get his autograph and was staring right at his large... We're not going to go there because this is a family pod, but... Full-strength Coke bottle. That very, very interesting time, you know, when you're a young... young No iPhones. No iPhones. That access, that laminate, that access Mm. all areas. And it really Mm. was. You see this, you see, you don't... You watch, you know, you watch the football now and there's crews in the in the change rooms after a match. There's interviews, it's, you know, we, we, you think you see everything, but you, you don't see everything. And not like you did 20 years ago. You really came up to up, up close and personal with, with some of those magpie stars. And in this instance, Wes Fellows didn't seem to disappoint. And I think there could be a bit of a, a side. Um, we, could, we could have to kind of pursue this line of questioning, I think. Um, around uh, some of the larger-than-life magpie footballers <laughs> over the years. I think there could be something. Darcy Cameron was a um, candidate, wasn't he? But it begs the question that um, they must have instructions, the players, to not mm. get nude as much with, you know, roaming Brian and all this stuff. And that there's, and there's like, photos, like CCTV in the corner of the change room. Like, how creepy is that? Like Channel 7 has cameras like dangling. Yeah, that's like There's right. very little privacy for the modern player you, after the game. You get, you'd get absolutely arrested if that was your Airbnb, but it seems to be okay within the uh, deep recesses of, <laughs> of the MCG, just sticking yeah. up a GoPro in, uh, in a locker room. But uh, hey, as we said, top of the show, we're all for access. We're all for uh, giving our fans those special up, 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 up close <laughs> moments, I guess. American Pie. Hard. Okay, it's time to turn down the volume on a, another episode of Pie Heart. Alex, thanks for joining. Uh, as you said, we will be back amongst the brethren in the terraces uh, this Saturday night. So come and say hello if you manage to bump into us. We'll be feeding the beast as always. Um, yeah, we should say this is what this is a third pod for this season. So we're kind of sticking to this weekly thing. 
We'll keep well, we'll keep seeing how it goes, but when we lose, that's the big that's going to be the test, challenge, isn't, isn't it? it? That's going to be the challenge. All right, we might, when we lose, like just slink. It's going to be either an incredibly bitter pod, mm. which we've done before, just a bitter lament, or no pod at all. Um, but no, we'll try and stick to this weekly regimen. Um, it takes a lot of discipline, takes a lot of research, a lot of decodification, a lot of enigma, a lot of Robert Langdon, a lot of watching uh, Ron Howard mm. films. And a lot of dissecting uh, the anatomy of the crew. Mm, a deeply historical Ugh. and uh, moving pod. Exactly. This is Pie Hard. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. My, 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 my music hits me so hard. Makes me say, oh my lord, thank you for blessing me. What am I doing? I do like this. It's just good when you know you're down. A super dope 